Hi readers, my name is Amin and welcome to the Something Bookish Podcast episode 005. Can you believe that this is the fifth time that um, I was about, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, ah, shit. Anywho, welcome to the Something Bookish Podcast, episode 005. We made it to the fifth episode, y'all. If this is your first time joining in, welcome to the podcast. If you are a return customer, (laughs) sorry, if you are a return listener, thank you and welcome back. I have missed you more than you can imagine. I hope I sound better than last episode because I I realized that last episode I was sniffing a lot and that's because I was at the onset of the flu and now the flu has entered my soul properly so I am fighting tooth and nail to to make sure that you still get your literary goodness regardless because you know even though the flu works hard the lip gloss mafia works harder we should put that on a t-shirt yeah um i'm looking forward to anybody who put that on the t-shirt for me. can you imagine i'm recording and i forgot to turn off my phone well not turn off my phone turn off the notifications and now i can hear the notifications like behind me somehow anywho welcome again to the podcast this is the podcast where we drink and talk about books and reading that's if you are new you obviously don't know that that's what we're doing because i know i have sent this podcast to some people and they're like oh my gosh i mean are you are you drinking are you high i'm like did you see the podcast art there are books and alcohol on it okay focus people this is this is a very unbrand thing i'm doing drinking and talking about books because that is what i like to do yeah (laughs) on this episode uh we'll be talking about why do i'm why i'm always saying we'll be talking when it's just me talking but it just sounds nicer when i say we'll be talking yeah anywho on this episode we'll be talking about non-fiction books that read like novels do you know about those types yeah uh, I'm not the biggest uh, reader of non-fiction but I'm not a person to be defined by genre you cannot keep this baby in the corner okay I read everything and anything that's just who I am yeah I try to snap but I don't have that snap thing and my fingers always hurt when I'm snapping my fingers yeah I'm working on my snap 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 it's it's like your thumb and the third uh the fuck you finger <laughs> my bad i i always use my thumb and and the middle finger to snap this is it yeah and then when i use my thumb and the index finger it does that so i don't know but it really hurts maybe it's just not my thing but yeah i read anything and everything so you will not put me in the box that's how I roll. Roll, roll, roll. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm going to be serious now. Now, um, when I'm choosing a non-fiction read, I'm on the lookout for compelling stories. You know, stories that pull you with vivid details and a strong narrative voice. I think that's even the most important part. Like the narrative voice needs to be very solid like cement as solid as cement on a um i was going somewhere with that i was going to put like cement on <sighs> as solid as cement on a something if you can think of a simile that i can use as solid as cement on a dash 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 if you know the answer please send me a dm or tweet at me or something 
so yeah when i'm i'm looking for a non-fiction book those are the things i'm looking for like the stories have to pull me and then the narrative voice is very strong and then details if 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 you've gisted with me privately you know that i like details i don't like it when my friends want to give me gist and they just like give me a summary where are you running to take your time give me the details you can't just say oh i went to meet out this meet with this guy and then all of a sudden we hung we like we like hooked up no you have to give me details take me through it like what was your state of mind when you were going what was the color of the uber you took or if you drove like what was he wearing did he smell nice did he look at you when did he even start looking at you in the eyes i i need details so when i'm picking up non uh, fiction books I like the details to be very vivid. I want, I want to be seeing it because it's your life you are telling me. Okay, I wasn't there with you, and you need to paint the picture. So I need details, your state of mind, every. I want to know every single thing. So yeah, that's that's how I like my nonfiction to be. But before we continue, we have to talk about today's choice of drink today's drink oh fuck i'm messing it up again today's drink of choice Mm, doesn't sound great today's choice of drink today's drink of choice fuck i have an english degree you think this would be easy for me but (laughs) it's not working um today's okay i'm just going to go with today's drink of choice yeah all right boom Today's drink of choice is a rum hot toddy. Do you know what that is? It's it's a flu inspired. I won't say it's not a flu inspired cocktail, but it's what you take when you have the flu and you really need a fix. Um, I usually use this drink was inspired by Karachi, my partner on the Liti podcast, which will be airing on Wednesday, by the way. If you do not follow the Liti podcast, you should follow us and subscribe because that podcast is a riot (laughs) and it's me and another crazy person so you should listen to that now this particular cocktail was inspired by karachi because one time i was really down and i was like i'm going to die i have the flu karachi help me save me karachi i need to be saved and she was like why don't you just have a hot toddy and i was like um i don't have whiskey in the house and she was like you can have it with rum and i was like girl that's the shit she's so wise anywho i like um i am i've had the hot toddy so many times and i'm convinced that it's the best remedy for the flu or a cold the rum and i actually prefer it with rum to risky because the rum will numb will numb your um will numb things that need to be numbed (laughs) and then the honey will soothe your soul and then the lemon which is very important because you need vitamin c when you have a cold and then cinnamon and hot water will warm you up see it's like it's like magic so this is how you make a rum hot toddy i have modified it a little bit because of my own personal taste so you can use this particular directions but modify it also to your taste because life should always be customized to the things we like right yeah i think so okay so um to make a hot toddy a rum hot toddy you need rum honey lemon cinnamon and boiling water so this is how i use my ingredients i use like four tablespoons of rum four to five you know depending on how i'm feeling three tablespoons of honey one slice like one slice of lemon and a very generous squeeze of lemon juice be generous with this lemon okay you need vitamin c you don't want to die with the flu and then half a teaspoon of cinnamon and then boiling water 
these are the instructions listen carefully some of you don't like to listen you just like to mix things up anyhow but you need to listen to me okay all right now you add the rum and the honey and the lemon and the cinnamon into a mug fill it up with water and then stir to mix okay stir to mix I'm sure you were waiting expecting like some serious instructions but that's it <laughs> you just add the rum honey lemon and cinnamon to your mug and then you fill it up with water and then you stir it properly then you taste if you need more honey you add honey if you need more lemon you add lemon now you drink up you don't drink it like you're having a cocktail so you just sip 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 no you drink it like you're having tea because this is like kind of like tea so drink and feel better so if you're ill right now and you're listening to me make yourself a rum hot toddy and be well you're welcome okay awesome let's talk (laughs) let's talk books shall we (laughs) amino amino's finished me Today's list is for non-fiction readers. Mm, most importantly, it's for fiction readers who are looking to branch out a little bit out of their comfort zone. I mean, fiction is really nice, but my goal with this podcast is to make sure we all read as diverse as we can. You need to read everything. Fiction, non-fiction. It helps your brain open up. And the more you read... Not just the more you read, because you could be reading newspaper or cartoons or something. But the more you read diverse books, the more you have, you start to get sense. And I want all of us to have sense. Do you understand? So yeah. Um, the the I, I have nine books on this list, and they feature page-turning books with themes that really stick. I still think about these books often and I can't stop recommending them to a lot of people. Some of the titles are on the lighter side, some are full of humor or juicy behind the scene details, others are heavy but hopeful, full of painful truths and deeper meanings if you catch my drift. Yeah. I don't I don't know why I'm, I'm going too deep all of a sudden I shouldn't be this deep but all of the books contain absorbing stories that made an impact on me and they read like fiction or it tells a story that is wild enough to feel made up and I think readers of any genre would find this list interesting and or impactful yeah interesting or impactful now let's go Abi, let's start. <laughs> the first book on my list is I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying by Basi Ikbi. Now, this book, man, you guys, it's first of all, it's it's a memoir written by a Nigerian American where she talks about uh mental health hey Yoruba Gelo. <laughs> she talks about mental illness and its staggering, oof, staggering challenges. Man, it's a heavy book, but also very important. There's 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 a quote. Um, not I don't know why people call it. A, is it a quote? There's a there's a line in the book that really resonated with me. Listen, imagine you don't fit anywhere not even in your own head i mean think about that it's first of all the book opens with the suggestion that the fractured memories that follow in the book may or may not be true and she says the trick to lying is to tell people that you're a bad liar because then they'll believe whatever no they'll believe what you say yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you a little minute to think about that. Let me read it again. 
the trick to lying is to tell people that you're a bad liar because then they will believe what you say what she has to say is sometimes heartbreaking in this book as she was recounting yeah she it, 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 i'm trying to find the words she recounts a search for reliable memories when she has so few of them and i've always been fascinated with people's memories and how things just disappear in our heads because growing up there are some things that i blocked out when i was growing up and sometimes my mom talks about it and i'm like really that happened so this book like made me think a lot about that and she she talks about how um things were kept from her like familiar facts and unpleasant truths that were swept aside little things proved overwhelming for her eventually the discoveries for for instance that the twins from her favorite movie the parent trap were actually one person it's just in the book yeah it she shows that depression bipolar disorder and anxiety has proved to be a formidable opponent and isolation is a constant even when you're surrounded by millions of people one of the most affecting parts of this book is a is a simple diary like reconstruction of a long day that began and ended with an airplane flight farm that part of the book god damn it it was a day of sleeplessness for her hunger and worry i wish i could read that part for you but if i read that part you might not you i don't think you get the effect because i listened to the audiobook while i was reading the book and she's a poet so she was able to put um the emotion that followed when i was reading the book but if you also read the book it it speaks it speaks to you itself and um oh lord i just there's just so much this book packs it packs so much another strong moment for me in this book was um and a, a recount of failed love let me let me read this small part he was the only one i regret being too broken for do you like is the book is heavy man at one point i had to drop the book like god damn it this is too heavy like i'm already i already have my own anxiety issues this is too much for me but the thing is negative and negative somehow turns to positive because i was uplifted when i finished reading this book yeah it it, it uplifted me not like it made me it's not it's not a feeling of oh someone is going through that much so i should feel better no it just made me feel like i'm not alone so i can't come and die there do you get that kind of feeling so i i the writing was very nice the narrative voice was strong so i will recommend i'm telling the truth but i'm lying abby wait oh is that okay i'm telling the truth but i'm lying by basi ipi I don't know if everything I just said made sense, but if you Google the book right now and you read the blurb, I'm sure you might want to pick it up. But you should definitely pick this up because what she does, I don't think I've ever read anything that that uh, talks about men, men, mental illness like this. It was so raw, man. Pick, see, pick, just pick up this book. Find it. Find the book and pick it up. Alright, the next book on my list is Born a Crime by my hubby Trevor Noah. Woo! Applause, applause. I think I'm going to, when I'm editing this thing, I'm going to find a way to add applause. So, but if I don't find a way to add the applause, this is me doing the applause. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, I think almost everybody has read this book, but I don't think enough people have listened to the audiobook. You need to give this book an audio thingy. Now, in this collection of coming of age essays about the South African childhood, Trevor Noah does a masterful job of 
alternating the deathly serious with the laugh out loud funny sometimes even combining the two i think one of my favorite parts of the book was when he was pooping in the toilet that is outside the house and he was saying something about how in that moment when you're pooping you just realize that this is all we are in life like everybody poops and you can't be basically let me paraphrase this is not what he said but this is what i got from that part where he was pooping and having an epiphany this is what i got from that part you cannot be more than what you are yeah does that make sense yeah if it doesn't make sense i don't know how i'm going to make this book make sense to you anywho his mischievous childhood and um unconventional youth provides uh wonderful and entertaining stories because he was born a crime his parents were not to be were not supposed to be together and the star of this book was is his mom patricia good lord that woman is something like she's a g i stand for patricia anytime any day like the woman is one of the most entertaining people my mom is interesting but patricia who she knew it's not like they married i don't know why i'm telling you this but it's a memoir it's not a spoiler it's not like she she they told her oh come let's date no she decided to go out of her way to go and hook up with oimbo and she knows it's a not a sin it was a crime but she was like "Ooh, this life is short and i'm going to enjoy it to the fullest and that is the energy i need in this life okay like do you whatever is going to come will come so yeah born a crime by trevor noah you should also pick up the audiobook if you can there's this thing i like about non-fiction i like to read uh, i like to read it and also listen to the audio because especially when it's narrated by the writer it just adds some oomph to the whole experience so yeah listen to the audiobook of bonnie crime and also get the book i think he even has the the young readers the young so some in chem in chem is calling me while i'm recording and now she's going to be upset now she has made me lose my train of thought anywho so she also has a do see this is why i don't like when people are calling me when i'm recording <laughs> um i was talking about bonnie crime yeah so he has a young readers version of the memoir i would like to pick it up and see what is inside i don't i don't know what would have been reduced or but if you have a young person and you want them to read more books by african people get them a copy of bonnie crime by trevor noah okay right now book number three this one was a little sad it made me feel i picked up the book because i listened to the writer at a panel at Ake festival 2019 it's not my time to die by yolande mukagas wait now i'm going to get her name it's yolande mukagasana mukagasana yes so this is a moving when i say moving i mean moving i i cry i shed it here i'm not a crier so i shed it here and i had a heavy heart so it was it's a moving memoir of um one of the first civil civilian no not civil one of the first civilian testimonies of the 1994 genocide against the tutsi in rwanda and this book was originally released in 1997 as let me see if i can push up my french accent the book was released in 1997 as la mort ne veut pas de moi now the first survival testimony it's it's what am i even saying hey god i mean pick up pick up pick up <laughs> um so this memoir is the first survival testimony to be published about the 1994 genocide against the tutsi in rwanda 
and um whew, good lord things are happening in this book it's it's like an action book but you almost forget it's real life because of how she tells the story this woman is a good storyteller and i'm so happy she told her story because this story needs to be told we have a way of er erasing and forgetting our history so i'm glad books like this exist so that we don't forget now yolande was in the 1990s she she was a successful successful success success it sounds naughty all of a sudden successful <laughs> so yolande is a success <laughs> okay let me do it again what was i saying in the 1990s yolande is a su- successful nurse and mother of three but while planning a party for her wedding anniversary there is a rupture in the political climate that makes her a target and marked as a tutti woman she's forced to flee for her life this book is a memoir so there's no spoiler but she loses her entire family her kids her husband her oh good lord this book is sad but it's very important because in the book she charts her journey of guilt guilt at guilt of being alive while her family is gone there's like familial betrayal and then there's hope yeah as sad as this book is it ends on a note of hope hope for the future and hope for yourself that no matter the situation you are in man people are going through worse things and they are surviving so you just need to keep pushing through i'm feeling like a pastor right now maybe it's this whole not that's the thing with non-fiction it's not making you feel like you are supposed to be preaching to people and i'm not preaching to you guys but this book is a very important book and i think you need to pick it up okay not my time by yolande mukagasana yeah that's book number three yeah book number three all right we move to book number four um where did i find this book i think it was one of the recommendations from reese witherspoon's book club of the month i say book club of the month book of the month now the name of the book is from scratch a memoir of love sicily and finding home by tembi lock man this book i don't know let me just tell you about it yeah um Timby Lock is an actress and a speaker and in this book she describes the process of grieving and finding peace during three summers in Italy after the death of her husband I don't know why I gravitate towards sad books but you know misery loves company I guess now in um as a as a 20 year old exchange student in florence in 1990 Locke, an aspiring actress at the time fell in love with chef saro his his traditional sicilian family disapproved of their interracial relationship because she's black but the couple married after a two-year-long distance relationship and they eventually moved to los angeles where they adopted a daughter and then during a trip to sicily two years later the families reconciled now saro who had been battling a rare form of cancer for a decade died in 2010 and lock tembi lock spent the next three summers in sicily with saro's mother making family recipes experiencing the close-knit communities and embracing and embracing the wisdom of all the older generations look this book is i recommended this book to now booking on instagram her handle is now booking i recommended this book to her because she's like the queen of romance if you ever need to know anything romance she's your gal but she didn't like it because she felt it was too much and that was the exact reason why i loved this book the way she dis- the way the um 
the way the actress described the love for food and the love she and her husband had for each other the way she described like she was so in her feelings and i just loved i loved their love i was so heartbroken when he died because when i when i picked up the book i did not read the blurb so i did not know anybody was even going to die in the first place i was like oh fuck why and then i read the blurb and like oh it's a memoir i actually thought i was reading a fiction book at first so yeah read the blurb or something or this is me telling you it's a memoir so someone dies a husband now as she's she, the thing is tembi writes of coming to realize that love comes in many forms and that sometimes it can look like letting go but it can also look like never letting go and in i i don't have the physical copy of this book but i would like to get it because she has like a dozen sicilian recipes that are filled with memories of sorrow and to be honest i'm kind of in the zone there i would like to try those recipes and i love their love so yeah this memoir it will uplift you especially if you're suffering from the loss of a loved one i highly recommend this book from scratch a memoir of love sicily i'm finding home by tembi lock this is i love this book okay now we're moving to book five hey god i feel like now my list is starting to look like a bunch of sad books and i'm sorry okay i will start reading more uplifting books but right now just deal with these ones that i really like now my book number five is once more we saw stars by jason green yo this book ah bookie oh do me gone like it pained me it pained me in my soul a brooklyn-based music journalist this this book is a brooklyn is what am i even i'm even i'm too sad i don't even know what to say because i'm remembering again what the book is about this book is um written by a brooklyn-based music journalist and the book is an account of his two-year-old two-year-old his daughter was two-year-old and this book the account what am i saying let me let me get this in one sentence this memoir is an account of jason green's two-year-old daughter's accidental death and his journey to acceptance of her passing now one day i just want to take you through like why you should pick up this book one day jason green and his wife stacy they left their daughter greta with the grandmother shockingly a brick a brick oh a brick from an eighth story windowsill fell on greta's head while they were at the park it was a freak accident and then it caused irreversible brain damage now overcome with grief and guilt for having failed this very small person the couple struggled to fit the shattered pieces of their life together again i know for some people this kind of this kind of uh this kind of thing is enough to break couples and as i was reading the book i was like lord please don't let them break up let them survive let them work this let them have another baby it'll be fine it'll be okay it'll be okay i was so that that's how i was reading the book and green (laughs) this man normally you expect this kind of of memoir from a man i mean from a woman because you know women are more in touch with their feelings or whatever but the way he wrote about his feelings going through this thing i mean first of all a bitter rage made green hate the unexamined happiness of of the people especially parents he saw um, of of the he was just angry at the people he saw around him while Stacy, his wife, was forced to confront not only her anguish but that of her own mother because that's the grandma, the grandma who was with the child. You can imagine the kind of guilt grandma was feeling. So, after feeling Greta's presence in a park one time because he started seeing her around, you know, the, uh, no, a journalist, was he a journalist? 
wait after no journalists were asking him like what's up how far how are you feeling and then he decided that he was going to write a book but before then he and stacy were attending grief workshops and then some mediums were telling them to pay attention to signs from their loved ones and then it's just the the whole book is is him going through the journey of letting go learning how to let go and just live you know there they went for meditation retreats uh grief counseling grief exercises he and his wife he just this book is so compassionate and the story is told with such sensitivity i don't know man this book is uplifting and i think everybody should read it jason green it's sad at first but eventually when you see how they go through it you'd enjoy it though i would advise you you listen to the audiobook for this one it's a very small book especially if you're in nigeria you can't get this book i think you should just get the audiobook he does a very good job in the narration like i gave it five star you should get the audiobook once more we saw stars by jason green so yeah that's book number five we move to book number six i feel like everybody has read this book so i'm not going to talk too much about it becoming by michelle obama this is me giving like applause and all i can't I, i don't i'm not going to talk too much about this book i'm just going to say you need to read this book if you want to feel inspired and powerful it's a memoir about how she became michelle obama you know growing up till she met barack and had the kids and then till they left the white house my only problem with this book is that she did not tell us what was in the box that um melania gave her when she uh she and barack exchanged abby when she and barack left the white house on the last day you know melania gave her a blue box from i don't know if it's tiffany's or something but she did not tell us what was in the box and i was like so i read this entire book and you did not even tell us what was in the box michelle really this book is so expensive the list you could okay it's not expensive anymore but the list but i bought it when it was expensive now the least you could have done was tell us what was inside the goddamn blue box but besides that it's a really good read i'm hoping to get the journal I'm such it's just funny how they're milking this thing. But you know, sis, please get your bag. I'm also going to get the journal. And I really need to get myself a second sugar daddy at this point because the amount of books I need to get. Whew. Anywho, so that's my book number six, Becoming by Michelle Obama. Book number seven. Book number seven is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. This is the writer of Eat, Pray, Love. And in this book, she reflects on what it means to pursue a creative life. Now, if you are a creative person, you want to do things creatively, or you just want to like let go of fear and do things in life, you need to read this book. And Gilbert has a very interesting writing style. If you read Eat, Pray, Love, you you can tell that she, the woman is good at writing also i'm going to put a link to one of her ted talks that i love so much and sometimes when i'm feeling down i just listen to it so yeah i'm going to put that she's she's just an interesting person i like her just i like her spirit the girl like i think our energies connect now at the beginning of this book she explains that creativity is the relationship between a human being and the mysteries of inspiration (laughs) i know it sounds fancy but she really simplified the whole creative process and how creativity comes to meet you at different points in your life you know not all the time she'd be blaming the muse the muse but yeah she simplifies things down and 
in this book she explains how individuals can live can live uh that relationship on a daily basis that's the relationship between human beings and the mysteries of inspiration first and foremost she writes that people seeking to live creatively and pursue the things that bring them satisfaction must be prepared to live courageously i read when when i read this book that was when i started getting uh, the strength to start building this podcast if i yeah this book was one of the things that inspired me not inspired me that pushed me to start the podcast so for that i would also like this book and there are so many good things in this book like i I just want to give you all the like fun facts and everything but you need to read the book big magic by elizabeth gilbert she says to actually manifest ideas it requires that you see the you you need to see no 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 how would I put it? She said, the ability to give yourself permission to engage in creative acts, regardless of what anyone might think, is what will help you. No, I'm not making sense again. No, 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 no. I'm trying to read the book and summarize it as I'm talking to you. I'm summarizing. I'm talking to you. I should have made notes, but I did not make notes. Anywho. You just need to trust. Okay. This is what I like to say about Big Magic. You need to read this book. If you're doing something in a create in the creative space and you want to um you need you need the extra boost. This book explains reasons why you should do that. And it it, it will push it will push you. I mean the book is not like earth shattering new sciencey stuff but it's very inspirational and once in a while you need something to inspire you and this book does just that you don't even have to read it at a stretch you might because i read a writing style is very story like and it's interesting but yeah pick up this book big magic i don't want to talk too much about it because it's just it's interesting like that (laughs) i don't know if i sold the book much there but yeah pick up the book big magic now we move on to book number eight book number eight i don't know why i picked up this book um this book is book number eight the diary of a bookseller maybe it's because i have if you listen to the last episode where i talked about bookish bucket list you would have heard that uh one of the things on my list is to have a bookstore so maybe that's why i gravitated towards this book the diary of a bookseller by sean bythel i can't pronounce his name by bythel oh well i'm just going to call him sean that's his name anyway now (laughs) the diary of a bookseller is a hilarious read about a very dry year running the bookshop that's the name of his bookshop the bookshop english like on people who have they don't like wala we're always here looking for names for stuff but this is someone just calling his bookshop the bookshop and the bookshop is a large used bookstore in Wicktown. Wicktown is a coastal booktown in Scotland that features an A&B rental where bibliophiles can spend their vacation living out the romantic fantasy of running a bookstore. Wicktown is on my list of places to go because to be honest, that's a dream. So this, I, I googled it, this A&B, I say A&B, <laughs> this A&B, the Airbnb um is in this particular town there's one place where you can rent it and handle a bookstore the bookstore is under and then you sleep on top so that you can fulfill your dream of running a bookstore or whatever so yeah it's really cool now the diary of a bookseller it doesn't seem like it should work because life at the bookshop is very boring and on a typical day sean myself like 200 pounds worth of books sometimes it sells like five pounds but there's just something so soothing there's a soothing monotony to the rhythm of his days and the writer somehow creates a sense of 
urgency in the nothingness and readers may feel that if they skip even one day you'd miss out on like something really cool or like gold that was said by one of the customers because the customers he used to get in this book good lord anywho so the circus aside the book is rich with information about the business of book selling including a description (laughs) including a description of an ingenious online scam to reduce book prices i swear to god you need to read this book and sean doesn't like excuse me sean doesn't like amazon because you know online people but he talks a lot about how uh websites like amazon has hit him and other small and medium-sized used booksellers very hard he talks about it a lot so yeah i think a lot of people are going to stop i could not really relate to that part of um him being upset because he really hates amazon he shot a kindle one time with his gun i can't i I can't relate to that hate because i'm a nigerian it's really hard for me to get books so i kind of need my amazon and sometimes i do need a kindle when amazon is delaying to get the book so yeah those are first world problems huh for sean anywho uh the book is just really interesting if you this okay this book is not for everyone it's just there's just something about the book that i enjoyed and it read like fiction he puts it in diary formats like it like a journal so i really enjoyed it so you might like this one or you might not like this one we move on to the last and final book the final book is know my name by chanel miller this is one of my five star reads this year one of my faves i'll definitely be talking about it at the end of the year when i do my book wrap up this book good lord i cried at the end of this book i actually cried now it's a very powerful read in in 2016 buzzfeed published the victim impact statement of emily doe emily 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 doe shortly after a stanford swimmer was sentenced to just six months just six months of jail for sexually assaulting her on campus emily doe we later discovered was chanel miller and in this stunning in this stunning memoir miller reclaims her identity she tells her story and challenges a system that oppresses victims look if you read this book when you read this book you'll be annoyed with the justice system all around the world especially in i don't even know what i'm saying america because the justice system in nigeria is not even that great because we have a case is a current case of oppression right now where someone who has been um a woman uh said debanj popular music star here um sexually assaulted her and instead of him waiting for the law to like deal with the situation because he has so much money he gets his people to arrest her delete her social media and all of a sudden from her social media paid she's tweeting his album cover i mean it doesn't make any sense it's a very clear case of manipulation here and bullying so yeah in this book by chanel she challenges the system that oppresses victims and i love this book so much the bravery and i think about it often not only because of her courage but also because of her incredible and compelling voice this is one of my favorite memoirs ever and i hate that it is on this subject but her voice oh oh chilling and she's able to weave hope and trauma and healing and humor together in such beautiful ways man her transformative storytelling honestly just made this an unforgettable reading experience also you should listen to the audiobook because she narrates it herself 
I read this as an ebook, an audiobook at the same time, but I am definitely going to get myself a physical copy because I need this book in my hand and I need to reread this book so I can refill the rage. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are the books on my list. Do you wanna do you wanna recap? Okay, I'm gonna do a recap. Just as as soon as <laughs> as soon as Okay, so book number one is I am telling the truth but I'm lying by Bassi Ippi. The second book is Bonnie Crime by Trevor Noah. The third book is Not My Time to Die by Yolande Mukagasana. The fourth is From Scratch, a memoir of love, Sicily and finding home by Tembi Locke. The fifth is Once We Saw Stars by Jason Green. The sixth is Becoming by Michelle Obama. The seventh is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. The eighth is The Diary of a Bookseller by Sean Bythel. And nine is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. What nonfiction reads would you add to this list? Please share with me. I need the recommendations. Emphasis on must must read like a novel okay must read like fiction all right okay hey readers i hope you enjoyed today's episode i would love to read or hear what you thought about the topic please send me your recommendations of non-fiction books that read like fiction and you can do that by sending me a message on twitter my handle is at lip gloss mafia that is l-i-p-g-l-o-s-s-m-a-f-f-i or you can visit the website somethingbookish.com.ng there you also find a list of all previous episodes if you want to listen to them which you should Subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode, which is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and other streaming platforms. If you're on Instagram, send me a message there at lipglossmafia or the show's account at something bookish. At something bookish. That's something underscore underscore bookish. I share great content on all of these places, so you can follow me all the places if you enjoyed the show would you please spread the book love by spreading the word if you're listening to me on apple podcast rate and leave a review it really helps new listeners find the show shares and reviews are my new love language so thanks in advance i really appreciate it and i appreciate you for listening readers that's it for this episode Thank you so much for listening and like Jim Ron said, reading is essential for those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Happy reading everyone. XOXO.